as a salesperson, you have way more opportunity than what you realize. If you're just getting started in sales, you have more routes, more choices, more capability than you can do. And if you've been in sales for a while, there's plenty of people that would love to hire you for a different role. So why are you stuck saying, I'm just a salesperson? The answers may surprise you. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Ooh, today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from Sacramento, California on episode number 207, The Evolution of Salespeople. Yep, salespeople evolve. <laughs> this is just professionally. It's not like they grow extra feet or extra arms. There's things that you can evolve into. There's different directions you can take your role. And, you know, here's here's what normally happens is Salespeople start with an easy sales job to begin with. This is typical. This isn't always, there's no way to do 100%. Come on, simmer down. But this is how a lot of salespeople get started. They, they find a product or service that's very, relatively inexpensive. And they kind of go, you know what? I like the thrill and the rush of closing a deal. And it could be something small. It could be like candy, a paper out, low dollar items, something to get your foot in the door. You know, it could be selling something at a kiosk. It could be a kiosk, you know, you could, hey, do you want to buy a, a cell phone case? Could be, you know, working, selling cell phones and, and that's a, that could be a darn good job. But there, there is the progression that you roll up into higher dollar tickets. Now, high dollar for everybody has a different amount. Okay. So let's just peg high dollar, I don't know, uh, $25,000 or more. Okay. That even though that's not high dollar for everybody, but for some people, they look at sales and they're like, oh, I could never sell something that's $10,000. I could never sell something for twenty five. dollars So today's episode, we are arbitrarily going to put high dollar ticket at $25,000. In the world of like internet marketing, they consider high dollar ticket anything over $10,000. So let's say twenty five. Twenty five sounds like a good number. Sounds like a fantastic number. And so Here's what happens. Over time, you build the trio of sales. And the trio of sales is confidence, sales knowledge, and sales skills. That's the triangular knowledge capability of, of pretty much all salespeople. And you, these are things you get over time. Very rarely does somebody wake up, you know, the natural born salesperson where they automatically have confidence, they automatically have sales knowledge, and they automatically have sales skills. There are people out there that are blessed with that. It was not me. It's probably not you either. You know, but everybody knows somebody who knows somebody. I feel like it's Ferris Bueller's day off. Like my cousin's uncle's friend's brother saw Ferris Bueller getting ice cream at 31 flavors. You got to get the obscure movie reference in there, right? So uh, nothing happens overnight. It's all things that you learn over time. I, I find out things about sales every day. You know, I study, I read books, I take classes. You know, I, I learn. And my sales skills took me a long time to develop. You know, I, I laugh and I joke about it that I was probably the 10th worst salesperson on the planet when I started. And I'm okay with that. And you have your ups, your downs, your wins, your losses. That's that's the cycle of sales. 
You build your confidence, you build your sales knowledge, you build your sales skills, but you have your ups, your downs, your wins, your losses. That's what makes salespeople. And that's also what chases salespeople away. That's also what makes people run away from sales. And that's okay too, because not everybody should be in sales. So, you know, here, here's the, the sales styles for you to work in. There's a lot of different opportunity. There is a lot of potential for growth. You can stay in one role or one sales style all you want. Plenty of salespeople do it. They stick in one spot, one industry for the long term. Other salespeople search out for more. This is your miles may vary, your morals may vary, YMMV, whatever way you want to explain it, okay? You can move companies, you can move industries, you can move services. There's a lot of different directions for you to go. And I will share with you this. I have this belief that sales is 100% evolution. You know, uh, sales, sales will chase people out who don't want to practice, don't want to be good. They'll jump from company to company. And, you know, believe it or not, here's the crazy thing. There are uh, a fraction not a large group, but there's a fraction of salespeople that jump from company to company about roughly every 60 to 90 days. And the only thing that they want to live on is the guaranteed money. So, you know, I don't know, let's say it's five grand a month. Company says for five grand a month, we will, we'll, you know, for three months, we'll pay you five grand a month. So what do they do? They go to the company, they get a bunch of training, they stick on for 90 days. And as soon as the 90 days are up, they're already looking for another job. Because like they just want the guaranteed money. So for them, I don't know what is that, five grand a month. It's like 60 grand a year for them to pretty much do nothing. There, There's a group. It's weird. Yeah, I get it. It's not anything that I would do. So you start with some sales skills and you move your way up. I got off on a tangent. I'm sorry. You start with your sales skills and you move your way up. It is the, the perfect evolution. And so your options and roles change. Your roles will change over time if you're in sales long enough. And the better you get at sales, the more uh, options you have, more people want you. Like this is, same with a sports player, you can name any sport, just about any sport out there. Some, somebody's skills evolve, like they get better sponsorship, they get they get uh, better contracts or wanted from different teams, you know, they start getting respect from different players. Same thing happens in sales. You're out there in the field and people are like, I've heard of you. Heard of me? How have you heard of me? Because uh, salespeople talk. They do. And for you to know, this is not always quick. Everybody's on a different timetable and everybody's got different goals. So just a fair reminder, my, my timetable is not your timetable. My goals are not your goals. You know, you may hear part of this and go, I really like what Scott says. And part of you may go like, I'm not interested in doing that at all. And that's cool. I like that too. You'll have haters. You'll hit roadblocks. You'll have failure. It's all part of the game. It's all part of what you do. There's there's days that when I I struggle in sales. There's days that I struggle to close deals. Not every day, but you know, it depends upon what I'm going through emotionally. And so the the better you grow in sales, the better options you have. And so it's the steps to the sales progression. Okay. So here's the natural process. You go through the natural progression, you learn, you you implement, you get better. You still fall down, you learn, you implement, you get better, you still kind of fall down. You learn, you implement to get better, and occasionally you have a bad day, you learn, you implement to get better, and, you, and then you hit consistency. And depending upon who you are, depending upon how you study, depending upon how you implement, you know, it's, it's going to take some time for you to get get your results that you want. 
And so I took some numbers from the 80-20 sales process. So if you do the math on 80-20, most people are like, 80-20, yay, we're done. No, it's not. that's not the way that it works. All right, so here's the thing. If you 80-20 the 80-20, you're going to find that 4% of the salespeople are the people who close a lot of the deals. And the way that you get to that number is you take 80-20, and then you take 20, and then you 80-20 that. And that's going to give you the math. And when you figure that out, you're going to find that like 1% of the salespeople are what I call a performer, right? So you got salesperson, 80%, closer, 20%, performer, 1%. You know, if you if you listen to Tim Grover, he calls uh, the top 1% cleaners, yeah, whatever terminology you want to use. But I have to use a label. I have to I have to put some sort of word on there for you to be like, okay, this is a designation. This is a different way to look at it. So here's the the, the one, the first move. Not the number one move, but the first move. It's side hustles. Let's say you're in sales. And this is the thing that's going to help you get set up for the next level. It could be products and services. You can flip products and services. You can buy some stuff on Amazon. You can buy some stuff on eBay. And you got products and services. You got garage sales. You know, there's there's people out there that profess you should spend the weekends, you know, buying stuff at garage sales and flipping it and putting it on eBay and marketplace. Cool. You could do that. No problem. Cars or trucks. Cars or trucks. There's a lot of salespeople out there that on the weekends, they're flipping cars or flipping trucks, flipping boats, flipping RVs, flipping jet skis, <laughs> whatever it is. Let's put it in the category of something automotive or recreational vehicle. Okay. could be eBay. You could have your own eBay store where you're sourcing stuff and you're selling it. You're buying it on Alibaba and you're selling it on eBay. You could be a, a Amazon seller. You can do the same thing on eBay that you could do on Amazon and soon to be Walmart. And if you're listening to this in the future and in Walmart, you can send paid traffic to products. Like this is kind of like the next level, but you can you can definitely sell, send paid traffic to products and you can have Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups. Like that's that's like when I take a look and people are always talking in the sales groups, what are some side hustles? Products and services, garage sales, cars, trucks, automotive, RV vehicles, eBay, uh, Facebook, Amazon, Walmart resellers, paid traffic to product, Facebook groups, and LinkedIn groups. Are there more? Absolutely. Did I get all of them? No, I didn't. But I want to talk to you about move number two. That's management. And this step doesn't have to happen. You can bypass this step. I will tell you that there are benefits here, and then there's also detriments. And one of the benefits is you get to learn organization because it might come in handy later on down the road if you want to keep going, growing, and, and moving into the more roles. You also get to see how people really live. You also get to see the drama that goes on behind the scenes. Because like, let's say you go to a sales meeting and there's 20 salespeople on your team and you look around and you're like, this guy can do that and that girl can do that. Well, behind the scenes, most salespeople are a mess in one way or another. And I don't mean this to be mean and I don't mean it to be rude, but we all have our own problems going on in our lives. And you can look and you'd be like, that dude or that chick is a closer. And you're like, they are 100% confident. Behind the scenes, they're, they they got personal problems just like you and I do, right? And so like, if, if, if you're a manager of 20 people, there's going to be four people who just do their job. They close their deals. You know, they, they don't do anything that needs extra attention. They might need, they might need some coddling for, because they're closers, but like 16 people in that group are going to need some attention. They're going to need some help. And so like, he may go like, I don't want to be in management. And there are income income limitations. You know, sometimes companies will say, well, you could become manager and you can sell at the same time, depending upon trade, depending upon what you do, okay? Not everybody. 
And at the end of the day, you may find that you like the organization. You may find that you like helping people. And there are great people in management, but there's also some snakes and sharks. So, like, you know, there's times where you look and you're like, "Mm, maybe I can go work on a management team. Maybe I could go be a manager. Well, you know, there's, there's times when I was a manager that I was like, man, I really miss being out in sales and only having to close deals. But, you know, I will share with you that me, uh, being a management gave me the understanding of the back end games that you, that, that go on in the sales world. And, you know, there's, there's things that I really benefited from, from having to put out fires for clients, you know, salespeople made promises that they couldn't keep. And so in the sales process, that was always something that I could talk about and be like, Hey, look, you know, there's going to be plenty of people who just come out here and promise everything that they can and just hope that the manager puts out the fires. There, there are salespeople who live by that. They just cause chaos and disaster everywhere that they go. So you, you can have this natural progression. You could be a sales supervisor, like a floor supervisor. You may have a different term for this and that's okay. You could be a sales manager. You could be a product line rep. You could be a district manager. You could be a VP of sales. In any of those instances, you could be managing people. And hey, you may like it. You may go like, you know what? I'm tired of doing sales. I'm tired of the hustle. I'm tired of the bustle. I've got friends that are like that. Like me, I love it. I love being in the action of sales. And, you know, that could be a detriment to me. Could be a great thing for me. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what I like. I mean, it only matters what you like, right? Move number three is out of sales. And there have been some people who have been very talented who have done this. They've been able to move on. They've been able to evolve their role. So like... um I, I think of uh, like if you if you're gonna name big names in the sales industry, you know you got Uncle G, you got Grant Cardone, you got Ryan Stuman. They both of them have done fantastic of being in sales and then rolling up and then being out of sales. So props to those two guys. I mean they've done a really good job. Are there other people? Yes, but I'm trying to think of like names of people that you would know that are in the world that you might go, hey, like they've got a a good offer. They've got good things going on. Oh, you know who else I'd put into this? Um, I would put Cole Gordon from Closer.io. He's done pretty well. His company's growing. Like, give props where props are due. And so, like, here's the thing. Your your knowledge and your sales skills help here. They they do. And, like, here's the natural path and the progression that people go through. They go through consultant. They could be a middleman where they pitch. They're paid to connect people. They could become a trainer or a coach. They could become an offer owner, like an an offer owner in marketing is somebody who actually sells a product or a service. Like, let's just say like health, health pills, like vitamins. That's an offer owner. Um, I got a friend that does very well selling health pills and he's out in Hawaii. Good dude, like him, right? So it could be groups, product services, training uh, courses and consulting. It could be a mastermind owner. That's pretty cool. You could be a mastermind owner, right? I got a mastermind coming up. Uh, soon to be released, and you'll hear more about it on the How to Sell show. It could be a business owner, singular, singular. It could be equity ownership or part of a business. It could be a chairman. And in my mind, a chairman is somebody who owns multiple businesses. So like um, I think of my friend Jason Cisneros. Jason Cisneros at one point had a bunch of companies in his portfolio. Uh, You know, there's, there's different types of owners and you got somebody who's a business flipper. When I think of uh, business flippers, I think of Roland Frazier. So, you know, you, you do have a ton of options. You do have a lot of different capabilities. 
And so like sometimes people will say, hey, Scott, you know, like I'm going to limit out in sales. I'm like, oh, no, no, wait, no way. Like I just made you a whole list of ways that you don't ever have to limit out in sales. You can go with move number one, side hustles, products and services, garage sales, cars and trucks, eBay, uh, uh, Amazon selling, Walmart selling. You got paid traffic to products. You got Facebook groups. You got management. You can make some sort of management move. And then you can move all the way out of sales where you're a consultant, a middleman, a trainer, an offer owner, a mastermind owner, a business owner, an equity owner, a chairman, or a business flipper. Like, so like if you're sitting here thinking like, Hey, I'm, I'm out of moves. There's no way. I think I just named off about 22 or 23 different things that you can do. And all of them have different results. All of them have different income capabilities. I was in, uh, I was in San Diego. I was going to say Austin, Texas. I was there too, but I was in San Diego a couple of weeks ago. And I, I met this guy and I'm 45 as I speak today. And this guy was young. He was like 24, 25 and uh, pretty successful from his account, right? So like everybody on the internet has a Lamborghini that's encrusted in gold and platinum and, and flies a, a magic airplane. But, you know, he, by his account, don't know the dude, didn't really look him up, but he's doing pretty well. And he sells stuff on Amazon. I was like, that's pretty freaking cool, right? So you you have a lot of moves, You've got a lot of tangential things that you can do, but it's going to be your internal push or drive that gets you to where you want to go. And at the end of the day, you're going to have to decide what you want to do, but it's going to take a lot of focus on your part. You know, uh, early on in my career, I wish I would have focused more. Like I think about the mistakes that I've made and, you know, uh, mistakes can be costly in one direction, but they can also be very beneficial. They can be the things that show you like these are the changes that you need to make. These are the directions that you need to go. And these are these are things that you need to do. So, you know, for you, the question is, what do you want? If you're new to sales, like, hey, look, there's a lot of paths for you to go. If you've been in sales for a while, you can start thinking, hey, there are other options. Because there's going to be a day where you go into the office, you're going to go to your employee. It's probably a Monday. And you're going to be like, I didn't want to come in here today. I didn't want to do this. I don't want to do this. What are my options? What what could I do? What different could I do? I don't want to necessarily be in sales anymore. I don't want to only be what I consider a salesman. Are there other things out there? Yeah, there are. There's plenty of people who started out in sales, selling cars, selling in-home services, roofs, plumbing, heating and air. And they're full-on offer owners. They're company owners. They're chairmen. They're equity owners and businesses. They're smart people. And, you know, here's here's the crazy thing. Some of the most... Some of the most successful people that I know don't have a college degree. They didn't even graduate from high school. So if you're sitting here and you're going, well, I got limitations. I don't, I don't have a degree. I don't have an MBA. Probably helps you. Like I, I think through like all the stuff that I went through after I got my MBA caused me to overthink. You know, getting a master's in business teaches you how to be a manager. Like there's, I, I could have spent that 60 grand a little bit differently. I could have gone out and got some business coaches. Like this is, a, I am sharing with you real life. I look around and I'm like, I spent 60 grand on an MBA. Is there benefit to it? Absolutely. Could I have done something different? Could I have looked at a different role or a different capability and um, done better? Probably, right? Do I look at it as a mistake? Not really. There's things that I learned in my MBA that have, you know, propelled me and allowed me to to have different opportunities and have conversations you know, there, there becomes a point where you look and you're like, oh, I've got to have a degree for people to pay attention to me. I've been around some pretty wealthy people. And like when you're in that club or you're in the room, they don't ask you like where you went to school unless it's like some school and crossbones thing. 
unless it's like some Ivy League college. But even then, I've been to some pretty high level meetings and, you know, where people are introducing themselves. Some people drop their college and they're like, I went to this college. I went to Stanford. I went to Harvard. Yeah, like after you get outside of that ring, nobody freaking cares. They don't. You know what they care about? Like, can you deliver what you promise? So as a salesperson, at the end of the day, you you have a ton of different options. You got a bunch of different things you can take a look at. It's like this is this is something that I hear a lot of people say with like, hey Scott, but I'm just I'm just a salesman. I'm just a salesperson. And like the reality is you you always have more capability than that. You know, you always have the the luxury of saying, hey, look, I have a whole master list now just from this episode of the How to Sell Show of different things that I could do. You don't have to be stuck one way or another. You've got opportunities and you got options. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo. Mahalo.